And as I say, the reason why Kate and I wrote this book together is that while, you know, I write about property a, a lot and I'm a you know, finance journalist, a property journalist, I'm the chair of PIPA, I am not a qualified property investment advisor, I'm not a buyer's agent, so I always wanted to write the book with Kate because she is she has much more knowledge than I do as both you know women we both really wanted to share our experiences share um, the good the bad and the ugly about the property investment sector but we also just wanted to join forces so that we could help women um, achieve you know better financial outcomes throughout their lives and into retirement and help them consider their financial futures earlier in their lives. Women tend not to invest solo. It's quite rare. Um, they they can be quite tentative. But however, they you know there's been a lot of studies out there that show that women actually tend to have better investment outcomes. Welcome to Get Invested, the leading weekly podcast to help you unlock your full potential and enjoy your version of sustainable success that lies at the intersection of your three elves yourself, your health, and your wealth. I'm your host and guide, Bushy Martin, and each week we go deep, sharing great conversations with proven experts in all walks of life, including the best investors, property experts, analysts, leaders, founders, sports stars, and health gurus, to uncover their secret know-how on where they invest their time, their skills, and their money, and the benefits that this creates. To help you find out what it takes to break free from the grind, and discover your flavour of freedom to create your freedom formula. You see, the truth is that everyone invests. Every second of every minute of every day, we're investing our time, our skills, our energy and our money in something. Some of us are investing consciously, some unconsciously, sometimes for good, sometimes for bad, and sometimes for no impact. Get Invested will help you start living by design, not by default. I'm going to help you to make it happen, not let it happen. You'll hear the top tips on how you can live with conscious intent so that you can live more, work less, and live your legacy by investing now. You'll enjoy the stories and secrets of high performers who invest for success in every aspect of their lives and discover the top tips on how to get started, how to make the most of your investment journey, and ultimately, to be living your dream, not someone else's. As you engage in each episode, you'll glean the information, inspiration, and implementation that you need to get empowered and get invested in imagining and actioning the life that you've always dreamed about. And Get Invested is proudly part of Property Hub, your home for property investment insights and inspiration. Make sure you subscribe now on your favorite podcast player to get every episode of Get Invested and Realty Talk which is Australia's leading and longest running online property show that's full of red hot property investing news and insights direct from all of the industry leaders and influencers. You can also connect with me personally and join the Get Invested community of fellow freedom fighters at bushymartin.com.au or on knowhowproperty.com.au. Now, let's get invested. Hi, freedom fighters. Do you know a woman who's struggling to make ends meet? Maybe it's you. Perhaps she's concerned about her financial future or whether she's ever going to be able to afford to buy a property to call home. She might not be struggling financially now, but she worries about how she's going to maintain her financial independence long-term or she's concerned about how she's going to fund her retirement. Or maybe she's nearing retirement and worrying that she'll have to go back to work or keep working until the day she drops, or learn to survive on the smell of an oily rag as her income drops off the cliff when she tries to stop work. She may be your sister, your daughter, mother, auntie, mother-in-law, grandmother, cousin, work colleague, or a close friend. Chances are you personally know a number of these women, even if you're not aware of their personal situation. Because unfortunately, the gender pay gap and maternity leave alongside increasing rates of divorce and separation, mean that one in three women stop work with no retirement savings at all, and those that do manage to save often end up with less than half the retirement funds of we mere males. With half of all marriages ending in divorce, and many women remaining the primary caregivers to their children, there's increasing numbers of women winding up homeless after a relationship breakdown or in their twilight years 
because they haven't been able to buy a home of their own or create their own financial independence. Now, these are quite shocking statistics in this day and age. So what can hardworking Aussie women and men do about it? Yes, you guessed it, get invested in property. But this is easier said than done, where most investment books are written by men for men in a male-dominated environment, where the focus is on head-driven logic and rational thought, where there's a constant reference to cutting out your heart, thinking with your head, and just focusing on the numbers. Not surprisingly, this approach doesn't warm to most women who are nurturers by nature and are heart-driven, and this is a very important distinction. As the Greek philosopher Aristotle pointed out thousands of years ago, we're all influenced to different degrees by three modes of persuasion, logos, pathos, and ethos, where logos is about rational facts, logic, and reason, which leans towards the male tendency for head thinking. Pathos is about the appeal of our emotions, which is more in kindred with the heart approach of women, and ethos, which is about our ethics, trustworthiness, and our character. And good decision-making and sustainable success is a balance of all three. It's why the combination of the collaborative approach of my awesome wife, Sonia, and I is so powerful, where one plus one equals 11, not two, because good decisions are a head and heart balance of the yin and the yang. And as my wife, Sonia, has taught me, we need to nurture our money and our investments like they're another member of our family, to care for them, keep an eye on them, give them tough love when needed, and support and guide them to grow and prosper so that they can look after us in our golden years. So where do women go to find investment knowledge that's better suited to their caring way in the world? Well, up until recently, nowhere. But this has all now changed with the release of the great book, The Female Investor, that has just won the prestigious and highly contested Best Personal Finance Investment Book Award at this year's Australian Business Book Awards, or ABBAs, as they're affectionately referred to, of which I'm also a proud winner a couple of years ago, and now an ongoing ABBA judge. And we're very privileged and excited that the co-authors are now joining us on the show today to share their, share their wealth of wisdom. Now, if you're a bloke, this is not a signal to tune out and switch off, because the principles and practices contained in this great book are just as relevant, if not more so, to male investors because we need to learn to balance the books in terms of the delicate and fine line between our head and our heart. So listen up, fellas. But before we get into it, let me give you a quick rundown on the female investors' co-authors. Nicola McDougall is a successful property investor, business owner, award-winning journalist, and she's the current chair of the Property Investment Professionals of Australia that's doing great things for the industry under her guidance, including the recent scrapping of the proposed Queensland interstate investor land tax hike. She's also the former editor of the Australian Property Investor magazine and the co-founder of Bricks and Mortar Media that's resulted from her involvement in property research, analysis and reporting since way back in 2006. Her partner in crime and co-author is award-winning property mentor, Kate Hill, who's a qualified property investment advisor and buyer's agent. Kate enjoys many years first-hand experience researching real estate and making hundreds of successful property purchases for her clients. And of note, many of Kate's fabulous female clients are living proof that women of all ages, backgrounds and circumstances can invest in property successfully. So if you want to enjoy an easy step-by-step -step guide on how to safely, easily and affordably secure your financial future, whether you're a female, a male or any other gender, the female investor is a great place to start. Now, we pick up from part one of our great conversation with Nicola McDougall and Kate Hill from the last episode where we walk through their own personal investment journeys and learnings. So if you haven't listened to part one, make sure, sure that you do that now. And it's their own histories that have provided the backdrop for their award-winning book, which we're now going to dive into. So enjoy the concluding part to this lively and engaging conversation and get invested again with Nicola and Kate. Okay, well, look, I've been itching to get into uh, the book. So uh, let, let's jump into that now. Uh, uh, Nicola, I sort of uh, might ask you, um, why did you write The, the Female Investor? What, and what are the key messages as you see it? Mm, thanks, Bushy. Um, well, I came up with the idea in 2018. 
Um, I still have yet to work out what my epiphany was, which is kind of weird. But um, I think it was I was about to get married for the first time in my 40s. I had, um, you know, a portfolio that I had created myself independently. And I think I was really just wanting to ensure that I could, um, you know, retain my financial independence um, in my relationship, which I have done. Also, you know, as you know, probably Bushy, um, over the years as a professional um, writer, I have ghostwritten um, a few different books for various people over the years. And I think I had an itching to actually have my name on the cover instead of in the liner notes. Um, <laughs> and by that stage, I was also working for myself. I was out freelancing um, and oh no, we'd, we'd just set up BMM was the first year of Brooks and Water Media, but I had been freelancing for two years before that. Um, so I think it was about putting down on paper, you know, um, all of the things that I have learned over the years um, as a female investor myself. I pitched it into Wiley, who is our publisher, and they were keen. And then I just did nothing. Um, and then Kate and I met a couple of years ago and uh, online during COVID. And then last year, I flew down just before Delta hit, actually, and we went out for mocktails and tapas at the Sydney Opera Bar. We were about the only one, only people there. Do you remember, Kate? I do. And um, we had this long, we had this great conversation for a couple of hours. It's like, you know, best buds. You da, yeah. da, da. And then right at the end, like literally at the end of our conversation, I just mentioned in passing about this book that I had once pitched to Wiley. And Kate's like, you really need to do this. And I'm like, well, I'm a bit busy you know there's quite a bit going on and she was like I can help you and then that was you know the, the the nugget of the idea to actually take it from sitting on my laptop you know alone and and, and neglect, neglect, neglected for five years nearly um <laughs> and so we 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 worked on the on, on the proposal together and um yeah we had the um, book deal fairly quickly and we had the manuscript finished mm. about three or four months later so um and it, it, oh, i guess what we found when we sat down at the opera bar that day was a real kindred spirit in each oh. other where as both you know women we both really mm. wanted to share our experiences share um the good the bad and the ugly about the property investment sector but we also just wanted to join forces mm. so that we could help women um achieve you know, better financial outcomes throughout their lives and into retirement and help them consider their financial futures earlier in their lives. And um, also, you know, our desire in the very early days was to, if we, we both said that if we managed to inspire or motivate one woman, uh, one woman to purchase a property when via our book, and if she managed to do that, then our job the whole thing would have been well worth it and we actually achieved that within a few days of the book yeah. coming out so everything <laughs> out everything since then has been um you know gold glittered gravy um <laughs> and uh, certainly the award win from the other day was just you know extraordinarily thrilling for both of us brilliant brilliant key messages kate uh, give us a uh, your view on what the, the key message and, and who this oh. book is best suited for gosh really key messages again it's it's hard to it's hard to be succinct with this stuff because we both get so passionate about it um it's get started really it's um i find anecdotally um you know women women tend not to invest solo it's quite rare um they they can be quite tentative this is huge generalizations of course so bear with me yeah. um women as investors are great in a couple when they've got that support but they um they 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 they're not they're not typically solo investors um but however they you know there's been a lot of studies out there that show that women actually tend to have better investment outcomes um yes. men really go for it regardless it doesn't matter whether they're in a couple or not they there's no inhibition there if you like and it perhaps comes back down to those three aristotelian is that the right word yeah. um things that you were talking about earlier so um you know uh and but, but but perhaps with less more less successful outcomes than women do so it it's it's a rallying cry for women to just get started to not be afraid don't wait until you're in a couple you know recognize the challenges that are present in all of our lives we are on the back foot as women from the get-go in our working lives and as nicola said earlier on 
um, you know, tend to be the caregivers, then go back to part-time work. So superannuation, the, you know, they they retire with less than half the superannuation that, that men do. So the key message is get started. Don't be afraid. You can do this and uh, you you should do it. You need to do it. Um, and, and don't and don't wait that's that says that yeah and, and it. who who's it for literally any it's never too late start as soon as you can be brave get going but if if you think it's too late i assure you it's not do it <laughs> love it absolutely <laughs> mm. love it uh, the the fact that you and i can I understand now why the the, the co-authoring exercise came to to be because of the the writing skills uh, from yourself and Nicola, and and then supported with mm. uh, uh, the the property skills yourself, Kate. Did that that create any challenges in relation to creating a consistent voice in the book? I'm going to get I, in there. I'm going to get in there straight away and say no before Nicola decides <laughs> 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 to say yes. Look, I don't. From my side, no, I don't think so. I think we were on the same page from the word go. Agreed. Thank yeah, God. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Well, Nicola, I might ask you, um, uh, what do you think are the key differences between a female investor and a male investor? Oh, dear. Um, it's hard, with Kate's comment just before about that mm. there's not many solo female investors, you know, um, that made me feel quite proud of myself. Yeah. Um, but clearly, you know, I have to recognise that, you know, A, I'm from a family of investors, um, so that knowledge and, and education, you know, I had more than, than most. Um, and also I chose to work in the industry because of my innate, you know, natural interest in the sector from what I, you know, my childhood probably pretty much, you know. Um, so I think that that I need to recognise that about myself. Um, but I think it's, you know, vital that I, I don't know if there's any, like, you know, difference between males and females. I just think that the ability, um, the self-belief perhaps, um isn't perhaps different between the two genders um it might be that women are you know more concerned about how they might be able to retain the properties over the long term given you know the potential for for their lives to change right and that's what this is part of the reason why we wrote the book was the fact that you know there's women don't have generally don't have a, a linear career I mean many of us do if we if we don't have children of biological children of our own um, but you know there are stop start there are times out of the workforce uh, because of child rearing there are times out of the workforce uh, because they might be caring for elderly parents as well um, so it's not a linear trajectory for women and and that creates all of these sort of like um, issues that happen in regards to their financial outcomes in life because they don't have the same you know straight narrow income earning years that men generally do um so i think that a lot of women probably might worry about okay but if i buy a house you know if i buy a property now and i'm in my 20s or I'm my, my 30s even how is that going to work if i am out of the workforce for example and you know raising children i mean the key here clearly is you know by reading the female investor but also working with experts is to understand that you can retain that property over the long term as long as you are selecting the best one uh, for you in the best location, at, you know, at the right time for you personally. I think that that's probably a fear that they have, that they might be worried about having that, you know, having a portfolio or even one property um, that they might think that they might not be able to retain it over the long term. Yeah, and no, I love that. No, that, that's awesome. But Kate, um, uh, given what I said in the intro around it being, you know, predominantly, and still is unfortunately a, a male-dominated uh, industry, how can women overcome the sort of gender-based financial investing investing obstacles that uh, they're going to come up against? I, yeah, I've done quite a lot of reading around this, actually. Um, there's, you know, there's been, there has been a number of studies done on uh, sort of psych the psychology of it all in terms of women's approach to it and how that does differ with the genders. And uh, I think s and I don't want to quote anything inaccurately, but I, I know there was an S&P Global um, study done a, only a couple of years ago around sort of eight countries. They surveyed millions of women and a lot of them just, they felt, it, whether it was true or not, women simply felt that their financial situation was not secure. Um, so you, that's that's the basis that they're coming from. So 
I I think also that the conversation, you know, Nic- I'll come back to Nicola's story from her younger life. Um, and I was fortunate enough too to have parents who openly discussed money um, around the dinner table. Um, it was not a taboo subject. So we need to shift the conversation from when with the children, with children, and the conversation needs to be the same as it for girls as it is for boys, because again, there have been studies done around these money scripts and studies that show that parents talk to their girls differently about money than they do with their with their boys, yes. and that's you know inadvertently, I'm sure, uh, promotes that view, that opinion, that sort of belief, inner belief in all all of us that boys are the providers and girls are the managers of the family. And, and that needs to change um, in terms of simply encouraging, having the same conversation with girls that they need to do it, they can do it. There needs to be that same development and encouragement of an inner confidence to secure your finances, that you don't wait to get partnered up so that your man can you know help you with your investing or you know yeah. whatever that kind of leads to um, so yep. you know it starts it starts from those very very early days to me um and changing money scripts and how we talk around it. and 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 but also as we you know i'm you know i'm obviously past childhood you know encourage conversations with your female friends you know how are you providing for your future don't let it be a taboo subject um, you know, talk about what you're doing and and have the conversation with your girl friends around this subject. I think that's really, really, really important. Yeah, I love that. Love that. Um, and I agree that the days of a, a man being a plan are definitely <laughs> yeah. uh, well and truly gone, uh, if they ever should have been, for that matter. But mm. uh, I'd love love to sort of glean. Uh, both of your thoughts now on because uh, you're, you're both working in in the industry but in different areas to some degree mm. uh nicola what do you see as the biggest mistakes that you see investors whether they be uh, female or male making with property um i think that the, uh, many people um think that it's look property investment doesn't need to be stressful nor does it need to be difficult but that doesn't mean that it's easy to get right either um so i think that unfortunately a lot of people um may have experience of maybe buying one house or one property generally you know, where they're living, if they can afford it, where they grew up, et cetera. And maybe let's say, for example, a bunch of people that actually, you know, maybe did quite well in the last couple of years and then they think they've got the Midas touch. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, sometimes people, yeah, they miss, They think that it's it's, it's easy and it's, and it's simple. But as I say, it's not necessarily like, like Kate and I both stuffed up, didn't we? We, you totally. know, we, got, we got it, we got it wrong yeah. big time and managed to, to ride yeah. our way out of it. And um, me too. I'm right there with yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, we've all got the big boo-boos, man. Um, but also I think that they... Some people don't do the necessary research that is required to ensure that if they choose to work with experts, certainly a buying expert, that that person is qualified and experienced enough to provide that service to them. As Kate said before, you know, unfortunately, property is not seen as a financial sort of asset instrument. So anyone can pretend that they know what they're talking about when a lot of them don't. Um, That's what I see, obviously, with my Pippa hat on and things like that is unfortunately, you know, the domain of the spruker, um, the, you know, the domain of people you know, following people, uh, these, you know, uh, people that are famous on Instagram and things like that now, uh, who supposedly are property influencers, um, but don't necessarily, you know, they might have a flashy bits and pieces, but they don't have the education, the experience, um, or they might not even be investing, they might not even invest in property, you know, that the strategy that they are spruiking to people might not be their own personal one. Um, so I think that would be the number one. Clearly, as a Pippa, as the Pippa chair, um, I always advocate for uh, working with QPIAs, qualified property investment advisors such as Kate, um, yeah. because these people are the ones 
who not only have the requisite licenses and the locations that they operate in, but they also have done, you know, they've actually gone out there and uh, completed additional training than, than what is required under the law to yep. ensure that they are educated and, you know, can will provide tailored and bespoke advice to their clients. And so, you know, I know that sounds like a bit of a sales pitch, but it's the truth. Yeah. Um, you know, you need to always make sure that if you're going to be, you know, investing hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars on a potential asset, which you are hoping, well, you shouldn't be hoping, you should know, is going to improve your financial future. And then you should, um, and if you are prepared to pay for your professional advice to help you achieve that, then make sure that the person that is helping you is qualified to give you that advice. Yeah, beautifully said, uh, Kate. Uh, what, what, what's the if you were to sum it down to one? What's the biggest what? mistake you see them make? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, one, <laughs> come I'm on. Gonna, I'm not going to give you. <laughs> okay, oh, give me a couple. That's give me a not couple. Fair. Um, one, okay. Um, believing what you read in the media. Um, mm. Yeah. I'm finding that really that just springs to mind right now. Um, I don't want to trash everyone, but but you know, but read quality and well-researched articles and don't just read a pre you know regurgitated press release don't see that as quality advice and well-researched information it's not it's someone's agenda um you know read th read things that have been written written by nicola mcdougall that's what i'm going to say <laughs> i don't always know that it's been written by nicola mcdougall ah but you know although i concur <laughs> always there's so much misinformation out there and people just believe it because it's in a well-known national publication and it's not um and i uh, urge people to be discerning about what they're reading and be mindful of what some what the agenda is behind that article and i know that's really hard to do but you've got to be um, you, you have to be like that. Otherwise, you're never going to do anything because you're going to keep reading all these horror stories. Um, and uh, yeah, you just won't get started. Totally agree. I've been, yeah. I've been telling people for 20 mm. years now, Kate, to turn off the TV and, and use oh. the newspaper to wrap their chips because that's about all they're useful mm. for. Yeah. So, and uh, then, yeah. Yeah. And then I'd say just really just not getting started, you know, waiting for the right time. It's not, yes. it doesn't exist. No such thing. Get going. Yeah, 100%. It's, <laughs> like I said, yeah. it's it's always, uh, it's never too late to stay, but it's always too late to wait. Mm. So 100%. I, that's something that I, I just would love you to talk to us quickly about, Nicola. Uh, I, I loved uh, in reading the book where you talked about property porn. So I'd love you to uh, tell us <laughs> what that is and why it isn't all roses and fluffy bunnies. I, I love that. Oh. I came up with that term years ago, property porn, you know, and it was nice to actually be able to put it out in the public forum, I suppose. Um, oh, it's just about the fact, it's a bit like the people that sit there and do, you know, do nothing, wait, wait, wait for the perfect time. It's it's about, you know, um, when we think about real estate listings, clearly they are designed to attract buyers create emotion and potential buyers, all of these types of things. And so for me, property porn was always just about, you know, scrolling through listing after listing after listing, you know, and um, believing <laughs> believing everything that you see online. And, and I came up with the term like years and years ago. So, I mean, obviously listings now are next level, you know, they've all got professional <laughs> photography. I remember when property styling was a new thing, man. I've been doing this stuff for so long. Yeah, it was new. Me too. Yeah. You know, now like you go to a house, you go to a property, it's like styled within an inch of its life. And and, and interestingly enough, because I, I, I am a, it, I'm an addict. Uh, in, in looking at uh, listings, I, I just love it. It just gives me a flavour of what's going on. But but with the styling thing now, just about every property looks the same. They're obviously using the same stylus because they've got the oh. same furniture, the same colours, the same mats, the same, you oh, name it. So, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and I think it's, it's, about, it's about, you know, looking past, um, you know, how pretty it looks online um, because at the end of the day, as we know, it's about location. It's about, you know, the, the future potential things of this nature. Um, and yes, of course, you want to buy a sound property, uh, but that's not as important um, as its location. Uh, so I think when I was talking about property, when we were talking about property porn in the book, um, a 
apart from just being able to use that term in a book. Um, <laughs> you know, well, let's get that in there. You know, let me say it publicly for the first time. But um, it's about looking past that, you know, and not being caught up in the emotion of how pretty things look. Mm. Like there's, I have had a bird's eye view of a property that's being might be going up for auction not far from us tomorrow and honestly it's been going on for months and um and whilst it is a, a in a good location you know the the property really should be knocked down but um uh, as i said a bird's eye view if you know what i mean and but when you see the listing online geez it looks like a million bucks um yeah. but yeah. it's not it really isn't um however it'll probably sell well because of the location and development potential and things like that so that's what i think when when i say that it's about me, me too being a property porn addict where i can just scroll 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 you know and then refresh see if anything's new each day i don't do that anymore because no one's going to give me any money at the moment so i'm having a bit of a break <laughs> i'm kind of like in rehab um but that's that's kind of what what i meant by that and just how you really need to look past the bells and whistles because that listing is designed to get you hooked in to yep. get you along to the open home um and then often we've all had it man you go to some of these open homes after looking at the listing online and it's terrible you know yeah. and that's why people have to actually go or work with someone who's physically inspecting the property for you instead of you know god forbid you know buying without buying sight unseen because not everything most of the time is what it seems spot on totally agree yeah kate I, just to sort of whet our appetite can you just give us a a little bit of a taste on uh you know your combined thoughts on uh when where what and how to buy good you it's a big question. Thoughts, <laughs> big, I know. big question. I, I, I know, but uh, just to, if you want to sort of sum up, uh, <laughs> yeah. two minutes or less, please. Ten, yes, yeah. in, in three sentences or less. <laughs> um, when, um, when, when you can uh, understand property cycle. So we talk about this obviously at great length in our amazing award-winning book. <laughs> when understanding property cycles is one thing of when to buy. Yep. Uh, but it's also there's a when to buy for you personally. Yes. Um, there's a where. Uh, don't be afraid to buy interstate. It's obviously going to be dependent on your budget, your cash flow needs. So where will come down to all of those things, your personal risk profile, but also obviously great growth drivers of your location choice. And we talk about that a lot. Yes. What to buy you need to buy what is appropriate and in demand by the local people there not you so yes. we are buying that property that is what you are buying and how to buy will again depend on the location is it a is it an auction is it sale by private treaty you need to know the ins and outs of the local purchasing process because it does vary from state to state. And we go through all of that in great detail. <gasps> yeah, love it. Beautifully done, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll put, put you on a fair bit of picture there, but you gave me some, some pieces of gold. Uh, I'm going to throw this open, uh, this next one. Mm. Again, I uh, there's some some great stuff in the book and, and some of the examples and case studies you show. But, mm. but uh, I'll, I'll leave it to either of you to answer this one. Uh, tell us about the, the pink kitchen cupboard question. Okay. I'll take I'll take it. Um, the pink kitchen cupboard. It's it's one of my favourite little things where I'm I'm urging people to when they are scrolling through aforementioned property porn, um, to not be swayed by personal tastes. And it really it comes back down to what you're buying. You're not buying for you. So you might scroll through a property listing and see the pink kitchen and recoil in horror because you hate pink. Um, I know that one of the three of us here does not, but you know, <laughs> if, if you, I thought orange was the yeah, it's just you, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know it's me. It's me. I like pink. Um, I love orange. I love, she loves orange. Um, but let's say, you know, you see the pink kitchen and you recoil in horror and can't, I can't possibly buy that property. But what you're missing there is that the, the local people in that location love a pink kitchen for whatever reason. So the pink kitchen is really just a, a metaphor to not be put off by something in that property that you personally don't like. 
or wouldn't want, or you know, you don't see why that's there. You you need to have done enough research to recognize that that pink kitchen is exactly what those local people are looking for. So you need to be unemotional and know who you're buying for and why. That's the pink yeah. kitchen yeah, cupboard. Yeah. And I, I know myself that mm. uh, I love finding properties that have got really <laughs> bad colour schemes because I know that a lot of people are going to be mm. turned off by it. Horrified, we, we yeah. How mm. cheap a, a paint uh, yeah. is and, and the impact mm. that can have. So I know that's awesome. Uh, the the other thing that I wouldn't mind, uh, and perhaps Nicola, if you can comment on this, because uh, we you, you probably see this as well, but I see a lot of accidental investors who uh you know they go to buy a new home and they go oh well i know what we'll do we'll we'll keep our existing home as a rental because uh, it, it it seems like a good idea what what's your what's your take on that approach yeah i guess i'm kind of that person i suppose in a way from the very beginning because my first property was my first home and then i turned it into an investment property um I think that I think it's a sound idea as long as the property that you are turning into an investment property is worth holding on to and is actually going to be beneficial to your finances over the long term. Um, clearly, there's some issues with with financing and things like that in regards to loan structures. Mm. If it has been your PPOR versus an investment uh, property, so I. Look, I'm a bit on the fence with that because if I say, oh, no, you shouldn't do it, well, then that discounts me, and I did that. Um, I think a lot of people don't, obviously, and then we talk about this a lot in the book, and one thing that we really wanted to um, uh, put forward in the book, which is quite different to many other, you know, related books out there, is that we don't suggest a particular strategy. We're giving all the information that, you know, women and men who read the book um, need to understand so they can, you know, make their own sound decisions mm -hmm. on property investment as a strategy for them. Um, so I, yes, and answer that question, you might have stumped me there. I think... Um, <laughs> I think that if it suits you personally um, and that property stacks up as an investment, notwithstanding any financial issues that you might need to iron out, um, meaning finance, meaning mortgages, I think that that could be a sound idea. Um, however, you know, there's also the argument that if you didn't, if you sold that property and you've done okay out of it and it allowed you to purchase a more superior property, which could do more heavy lifting in the capital growth stakes over the years, well, then that's a sound idea too. So in answer to your question, Bushy, it, I would say it depends. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> You're saying like an economy I'm sure, now. I'm sure Kate would have a firm opinion oh, on this. Oh, she but... does. She does. Yeah, let, let's hear it, Kate. <laughs> well, I think that um, it does depend. You're right, love. Um, it, Thank you. It, the existing home, you need to be completely objective. Um, so there's two things: the loan structure that that the you know how have how much debt have you paid off on that existing property? It being your home, people typically pay that off. If you are keeping that as an investment property and then buying a new home to live in, then your loans are going to be upside down. You're going to have a very heavily paid off investment property um, where your tax, your taxable, in, you know, it's going to affect your taxable income because um, you, you've got a low debt on an income producing asset and you're, then you're going to have a very high loan on a non-tax deductible debt. So you, do you see what I mean about those Spot loans on. being upside down? Totally, totally. So, Often in that situation, if you have paid a lot of that money off, massive disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor, then typically you would sell that existing home and put all your equity into the new one so that you are reducing that non-tax deductible personal debt as much as possible. Yeah. However, if you are, you know, if you've got all that money in offsets, um, you haven't paid any of that loan down. And the property is in a genuinely good investment area, but you need to be really objective about that. And that's very hard to do because people love their properties. They have an emotional attachment to them because they've lived there. They think it makes a great investment. It doesn't necessarily, not necessarily so. So you really need to assess objectively whether that is going to be a good investment property, whether it's worth keeping. That's very hard to do. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's mm. spot on, and that—that's that the objectivity is the hard mm. part because it's all it is. Well, that attachment. And I often say to people that the chance of your home, if you convert it into rent, 
been mm. the highest growth and best mm. cash flow opportunity amongst the 11 million yes. in the country in about 15,353 <laughs> odd different <laughs> suburbs is probably pretty slim. Slim. I so, agree. Uh, mm. you know, that, I agree. Yes. That, I Absolutely agree. awesome. Uh, look, uh, I'm really going to encourage everyone listening to grab a copy of the book. It really is a, a good read, uh, whether you're female, male or uh, anything in between. But I uh, want to sort of jump now into what I like to call the ambush fast four, which is the, the bushfire lightning round where I both give you a blindfold and a cigarette and <laughs> I ask you some <laughs> very quick questions. I'm scared. <laughs> uh, Kate, uh, kick that one off. What's Go your on. favourite quote and why? <gasps> My favourite quote. Um, uh, I'd say for the last uh, 12 to 18 months so far, um, it has been by the most magnificent human being, Elliot Kipchoge, marathon runner extraordinaire, which is no human is limited. Yeah, love it. That is that is self-explanatory right there. <laughs> well, what about you, uh, Nicola? What's your favourite quote? Um, my favourite quote, um, and I it, it was told, to me from a friend many years ago is uh save your worry for when there's something to worry about um which is 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 important for someone like me who has a generalized anxiety disorder so i generally try to um you know keep that in in, in mind uh, most days when i can you know feel myself sometimes uh overthinking things a little bit too much and certainly in property investment the fear of things that probably may never happen will probably stop you from doing it so you know save that worry for when there's something to worry about and what i've learned over my life is that you know when the when the big stuff goes down you know you're generally quite capable of dealing with it but it's the thinking about it which mm. makes it seem much worse yeah, I love that. Uh, and, and while we're talking about it, Nicola, what's uh, apart from the female investor, what's the top book that you'd recommend we read and why? Oh, dear. Just generally? Just any type of book or <laughs> property investment book or? Yeah, yeah it's your your definition, really. Yeah, I mean, most of the audience are, are probably looking at the investment piece. But if you think there's a better, better book beyond that, we're all ears. Oh, goodness. Now you put me on the spot. Um, I would like to say your book, Bushy. Um, <laughs> Clearly, uh, <laughs> your book, and then also um, for those that are very, very, very early in their in their in their property investment journey. Obviously, we're not the female investor because we're confident that they will be reading it. But I might uh, obviously I was able to talk about this the other day, and that I'm very happy to announce that I'm the the um, I have been the editor of the third edition of Property Investing for Dummies, um, which comes out in February, and that's a, a Wiley brand. So that will be um, coming out in February. It's the first new edition for ten years. So that's a really like it's, it's, honestly, it's a very big book. It's about three hundred and fifty pages, <laughs> and uh, you know, very very granular information. So um, that would probably be the apart from your book bushy and our book <laughs> i would say my new book which is coming out in february love it love it love it uh, I'm, I'm sort of uh, ah, i'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> jump ahead here a little bit but uh and and ask you this one kate uh, what's yeah. what's both the best and the worst piece of investment advice that oh, you've ever received come on i had a book lined up and everything now i had time to think about it um We'll, we'll um, chuck it in there, chuck it in I'm there. I'm chucking guys. it in there. It's called The War of Art. Everyone's heard of The Art of War. There's a book called The War of Art, Stephen Pressfield. And it, I just, it's small, it's an easy read, and it's magnificent. It's just all about what keeps a lot of us from doing what we long to do, what we need to do. Why is there this naysayer within us? How can we avoid roadblocks? Um, and, you know, from starting to some dream business venture to writing a novel, et cetera, et cetera. It is spot on and you will spend the entire book nodding, going, yep, that's me. And um, yeah, anyway, uh, worst and best piece of investment. Oh, my gosh. Uh, buy when you best, buy when you can, as often as you can, within your means and risk profile. That's what I would say. Like invest, right? When you buy and invest when you can as often as you can within your means and your risk profile. Um, and the worst uh, really would be just uh, that it was okay to buy in a regional Queensland mining town. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about you, Nic Nicola? <laughs> Oh, yes. Well, wow. I concur with Kate, you know, and as someone, you know, purchasing uh, whenever you can, when it's the right time for you uh, personally, you know, financially, um, regardless of what mar the market's doing at the time. Um, the worst piece of advice was obviously buying off the plan. 
in 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 a city, Brisbane. Um, however, I think most um, people, st- not most, some people clearly not listeners of this show, um, <laughs> still attempt to time the market, mm. um, yeah. thinking that they will be able to pick the bottom or the top of the market or the ideal time to buy. When we know the ideal time to buy is whenever it's right for you. Mm. But I think back to twenty twenty, you know, and all the doomed there's the, a the doomsday sayers out there going prices are going to fall 30 percent and they obviously increased by 30 percent um there were a number of people who um you know they probably did try to time the market then i suppose uh the whole buy when others are fearful which you know can work if you know what you're doing and you're working with experts but i think the whole trying to time the market is just it's a non-strategy and not and it should be a non-starter yeah yeah, what totally agree. Yeah, let's let's turn to personal habits, rewarding rituals, yeah. and daily disciplines that 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 and perhaps give me one each uh, that you employ yet uh, that's contributed most to your investment success. Kate, kick me off. Um, personal habit, running. I'm a big long distance. Love my long distance running. It's meditative, and it helps me sort the world's problems out in my head. <laughs> um. It keeps me focused and it's just knowing that I will improve long term, that I will get better. It it just keeps me focused. Um, and yeah, so it's that it's it's running exercise. And, mm. and the resilience that goes with that. Yeah, it's I know it messes with your mind, man. When you're doing a marathon, you have to you know that there's cycles that you go through. You yeah. know that it will end. The pain will end um, <laughs> and that you will at the end of it, you will love it and you'll be utterly thrilled that you did it yeah awesome work uh, sounds like writing a book uh, Kate but uh, <laughs> Nicola what, what's uh, a happy habit that's contributed most to your investment success you think yes well one of the many things that Kate and I have in common is that we both um, exercise a lot um, I've always done a lot of you know exercise and sport throughout my life uh, did did do a little bit of running there for a while. I, I don't do that anymore. However, I do uh, make sure I go for uh, probably between seven or eight kilometer walk every morning. Um, I also am involved in other sports like dragon boat racing and also outrigger canoe racing. Um, so for me, it's that sort of uh, that commitment to exercise, which makes me you know feel have the endorphins. Not only just the endorphins, but fit and healthy and feel well physically and mentally and then that allows me not only to you know um think more clearly but obviously it's it's beneficial for my personal life my professional life my mental health which is of number one importance to me as well so kate and i are are both uh big exercise junkies i love that Um, i love that we have the same thing isn't it i know often we're always like oh you can you check check you know whatever because i know i'm off doing that and then she'll say do you want to check then i say oh no i'm at outrigger or something so you know (laughs) It's we we prioritize we mm. both prioritize exercise in our lives because mm. it's so beneficial to us. Yeah, yeah likewise, one hundred percent agree. Well, uh, look, um, sort of to, to put a, a bow around our awesome conversation today, uh, uh, guys. I'd love to, uh, Kate, and I'll get you to kick this off. Uh, what are the sort of key takeaways for aspiring investors that we need to be heeding? You love a key takeaway, don't you? You love to have me summarizing these things. Um, <laughs> Two, just get started. Don't wait for the perfect time. There is no such thing. The yep. end. Love that. Uh, what about you, Nicola? I would agree. And obviously, you know, I'm a strong proponent of education, you know, more generally. Mm. Um, I would make sure that you do the, you know, the requisite um, reading, you know, follow the right experts, you know, read read books that are by bona fide experts who know what they're talking about, who have been there and done that, including who have, have made mistakes. Like, you know, if people aren't prepared to admit the times they've mm. stuffed up. Um I would hazard a guess that they're, you know, not telling the full truth. Um, so I would suggest that, you know, if you are interested uh, in property investment, you know, as a wealth creation vehicle, make sure that you cherry pick, you know, a hand, a small handful of experts who you choose to follow. Mm-hmm. Make sure they're bona fide experts. Um, you know, read thoroughly, read well. Um, keep an eye on, you know, alarmist stories which are just clickbait. And really, you know, if you're following certain experts, look out for them when they might be, you know, on shows like this or in blogs or in the news and things like that. 
um, and just make sure that, you know, whilst you should always be responsible for your own education, uh, there is a plethora of buying experts out there these days who can help guide you and lead the way. Yeah, beautifully said. Uh, awesome, guys. It's been a, a great conversation. We've only really just scratched the surface of uh, what we could be talking about for a mm. thousand days, I think. But uh, <laughs> for those that have been listening who've really resonated with your message, uh, one, where can they get a crap with the book? And two, how can they get in touch with you both? Yeah, thanks, Bushy. Um, obviously, the female investors, you know, have been supported very well in the Australian landscape. And also, it's actually for sale globally as well, which was a huge thrill for, for both of us. So any good bookstores, book, Booktopia has been mm. a massive uh, mm. supporter of, of the female investor. So if you prefer to, you know, purchase your books online, you can do so through there all of your big major retailers as well around around the country. Um, to get in touch with Kate and I, we have the femaleinvestor.com.au. If you just head um, to that website, you can either you, know, you can actually buy a book from there too. You can listen to Kate's great podcast, Female Investor Podcast, and touch base with us. Uh, you can also see us on social media and things, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a, is a big sort of uh, vehicle for both of us, and certainly for me professionally as well. So there's plenty of, look, we're all over the place bushy like you know it doesn't take it doesn't take you much to hunt us down i'm no. just saying that no, i totally agree with that anything to add to that kate um but just we will uh, there's a free chapter of the book you can download from the female investor website um if anybody wants to talk to me personally about their property investing or their journey they can email me at kate at advisable with an e in the middle dot com dot au Love it, guys. Look, it's uh, been a real pleasure. I've uh, been wanting to talk to you guys for ages. Uh, again, fantastic work on the book. It really is a an awesome read. Uh, so uh, for those that, that haven't got their head around it, please make sure you grab yourself a copy. And uh, I look forward to continuing the conversation with you both in the days ahead as we get you back on the show and and I, I get to talk to you on Realty Talk on, on topics of interest for the industry. Thank you so much, Bushy. It's been a pleasure to be with you. Thanks, Kate. Likewise. Thanks, Nicola. Thanks, Bushy. It's always great to chat. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Awesome. Talk soon, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for getting invested. Now, here's three easy ways you can take action to start making it happen. To ensure you build momentum and start living by design, not default, so that you're following your freedom formula. Firstly, Subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already and keep the weekly inspiration coming. Secondly, get a copy of my book, Get Invested, for free and find out what it takes for you to invest in living more and working less. Just visit bushymartin.com.au forward slash books or knowhowproperty.com.au or click on the links in the show notes. And thirdly, join me and the Get Invested community. Each month, I send a free and exclusive email full of practical self-health and wealth wisdom that our current Freedom Fighter subscribers can't wait to get. Just visit bushymartin.com.au, scroll to the bottom of the page and sign up. And there you have it. In three easy steps, you're on your way to dusting off your forgotten dreams and making them a reality. Get Invested is proudly part of the Property Hub, your home for property investment insights and inspiration. When you subscribe to the show, you get all of your Get Invested episodes, along with Realty Talk, Australia's longest running and leading online property show for red hot property investing news and insights direct from all of the industry leaders and influencers. And finally, feel free to connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, as I'd love to hear your feedback, your inspiration, your ideas, and your questions and queries anytime. Thanks for listening. Hear you next week. And as always, dream as if you'll live forever and live as if the day's your last. Mm-hmm.